is WKDW 97.5 Northport Real Community Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pets Teach Us So Much Radio. Everett and Everett here. I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. We are animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists, bringing you the best pet news and celebrity gossip. Well, today on our show, we're very excited to have Dr. Patrick Mahaney joining us to talk about flea-borne disease. We love Dr. Mahaney. I love Dr. Well, we call him Dr. Pat. We call him Dr. Pat. He's, he's veterinarian to the stars. He really is. Really very cool. But we're going to talk about flea-borne disease awareness and prevention. Now, you know, you may think, honey, that you know everything there is to know about fleas. You know, they, they just don't stay in dogs' ears that much, do they? <laughs> That's only in the cartoons. <laughs> Plus, we have interesting animal news from around the world. Now, if you think your little fur baby is sick, realize that our show is for informational purposes only. Get professional veterinary help immediately if your little fur one is experiencing any type of difficulties or sicknesses. You know, that's a good reminder. Thank you. Because uh, it, it is important to take your pet to the vet if he or she is sick. Um, now, we have tons of info on the show today. <laughs> we are going to talk about cat training and dog meow, training. Meow, meow. Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you for the translation. So our information is for cat lovers and for dog lovers and for... Manatee lovers. Manatees. That's what you picked today. Yes. They're Manatee. cutest little things. The they are cute. little things. They are, well, I don't think they're that little. But. I would have one of my pool if you could. I think he would, like, take up the entire pool. There wouldn't be much room for anything oh. else going on. Well, listen, if you guys are into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest, find us at TPPCTV or Google search Pets Teach Us So Much. We have a groovy page on Facebook, and we will be communicating with you there. So feel free to like us and join in the fun. Comment on the show, on our page. We would love to hear from you. If you have news or you'd like to be on our show, send an inquiry to info at tppc.tv. That's I-N-F-O, the little at sign, T is in Tom, P is in Peter, P is in Peter, C is in Charlie, dot TV for television. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> so we're so excited to be here uh, at WKDW. You know, it's been a while. Uh, we had a little hiatus because we did uh, move to Florida. We're very excited. We did need a break, Donald. <laughs> After so many years, we need a little break. But, you know, we always used to talk about our little min pen, Philomena. And if something's going to go wrong with a pet, it's going to be her. And yes. that poor little thing got her, she had a little growth on her arm that she had to get taken off. And Well, Grammy wanted, wanted it removed. <laughs> her Grammy said... Grammy was upset. Grammy was upset that she had this mole on her leg and she yes. didn't like it. No. So Grammy had a talk with her, and she said, you go tell your parents that you want to yes. have this removed. Yes. Her, that, that's how it all started. Her exact words were, I don't like that thing on her leg. <laughs> so <laughs> we take her to the vet, and she had to go for teeth cleaning, too. So she goes, gets the scrubba scrubba, the phone rings, ring-a-ring-a, and what do they say? Uh, she's got a couple molars that need oh. to be removed. Yeah. And now we're traveling to our to our other place of work and we're like okay and we we thought about it for a while and we have so much confidence in this in this in this this veterinary hospital that we go to that we also board our pets there you know having your little furry ones are like are like you have like your kids fur and your fur babies and you want to make sure they're being treated right and they're getting the best of care well yeah. Thank God we had it done. We had him remove the teeth. And, yeah. well, you tell them about the story about the meds what that you came brought that the came bag. back. So, so they gave us a bag because she had some, they had extra food because we also have a little chihuahua, chachala. And um, they gave us a bag and they said, well, uh, you know, she, they, we gave her medication and there was something rattling. Well, the one tech said, we were not sure if there's any medication left. Yeah. She was trying to, to, to calculate how many days she was there from post-surgery and how many more meds were left right. and so forth. So the little there's a little blue bottle in there. And um, we take the bottle out. And I'm like, well, what is that? Like, is that more medicine? She goes, no, that, those are her teeth. You can, you can make a necklace with her teeth. Well, <laughs> well, now, you know, Robin, you know. <laughs> 
You know, I was the one that was the paramedic and the fireman and all uh, that stuff. You guys out there know that. Well, you know, Robin, when it comes to anything that might be blood, well, that might be a wound, no. that might be some type of no. uh, something that was cut out of you that was saved. She does yeah. not want to see it. So I come downstairs. I usually have my coffee. Uh, we have a little breakfast nook outside the kitchen area and I usually sit there and watch the news and stuff and see what's going on (laughs) obviously watching this hurricane that's coming so I'm sitting there and I see this little jar there and it's sitting right in front of my coffee cup I'm like what's this well I'm not opening it I said well that's her teeth I said let's open it and see what it is meanwhile I see the color starting to come out of her face I said she's starting to grab a hold of the counter I said let's open it up and see what's in there so we open it up and we drop them down and there's little Philomena's two little teeth and let me tell you something they were so bad underneath yeah you don't realize realize the teeth on top were nice and white but inside where the gum is where the rear molar is that's where the the, uh, decay and everything was at and that's why you know I'm not advocating for any veterinary clinic or a hospital or a doctor's office what I'm advocating for is that you take care of your pets and get them the same care you would do as a human. Yep. And dental care is very important. If we didn't do that, the poor little dog could have got yep. some nasty diseases that could have ended up in, in infections that yep. could into you know that could turn into diseases or infections and end up in their in their brain or somewhere else. And, and you know that's really not nice to see yeah. and have to have your little one go through. Yeah. So I was very happy with the the new uh, veterinary doctor and hospital that we're going to here. Uh, well, it's important to feel comfortable with no matter, you know, where your doctor and is. And I'm so glad we decided to to, to have, it done. Have, her, have her teeth done. Yep, yep. So, you know, um, we're, it, this show is taped to broadcast, and um, this is hurricane season, and we do have an approaching storm. And it also will be live in the near future, too. Yes, yes. Um uh, we do have a storm approaching, and we wanted to do a story about what to do in a hurricane or a storm, and it, it just so happened to coincide. You know, guys, just because we took time off and we're back, we're not going to get away from the regimen of being safe and practicing That's emergency <laughs> care for your pets. Ask the chief. For those of you who don't know, uh, do, tell them a little bit about oh, your background. Just... I know you hate to do it, but you have to do it. Do it. I spent some time in emergency services for a few years. Your and, whole career. And uh, retired as a fire chief. Okay. Modesty. Well, obviously. I actually retired. The, the one position retired as a lieutenant, then I took another position as a fire chief. And then I'm totally, totally relaxed and out of it at this time. At this. Well, well until at this broadcast at goes out and people find you, <laughs> then they'll be. Joseph, hello, Joseph. I feel it coming already. But we want to just take a quick uh, shot of what to do in a hurricane. Let's just review quickly because no matter where you are in the world, you always need to be prepared. So important. So do you have your kit ready? You have to make sure that you have your food, your water. I would plan. And this is for, you know. We're saying this for our fur babies, but this is also something for yes. us humans, too, to think it's about. True. You have to think about the whole family. When you think about the whole family for your emergency preparedness, you have to think about your furry ones, too. And, um, and I'm going to just cut in here something uh, on, on a particular topic that my gray matter is thinking of, because if I wait a few seconds, it's going to go <laughs> poof and it's not going to be here. Yes. One of the things I want everyone to remember is that if you do have to evacuate and you have to go to some type of emergency center... Make sure that they're able to take care of pets, that you oh, can right. bring your pets there. Right. We were going to talk about that as but well. But I had to get that. Important. I wanted to get that out, too, before you get to that. I didn't mean to cut into your, that's okay. your mojo here. No, but it was you're talking about make sure you have emergency preparedness for everyone. And I know there are people out there going, there's a few people I'd like to leave behind. I'll take all the pets. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the pets. A, you know, we'll leave a couple yeah. of humans. <laughs> We don't need all of them. Leave them there. But anyway, let's talk about what you need to have in your kit. You need to have food and water. Now, it's recommended for five days. But I'll tell you something. We were in Hurricane Sandy. That was 10 days with no electricity. Yes. And no services. And let me tell you something, what what happened. We were there for 11 days. We finally got the services back on the 12th day. Guess what finally comes around? The Red Cross vehicle comes around with the meals. Now, Bless their hearts. And please. I know they These try. are all volunteers. They're all people of our age group. You know, us baby boomers that are usually doing it. Because unfortunately, the kids today, that's a whole other topic. 
They have so much trouble trying to pay for their school and trying to find a job. They don't have the time to volunteer. Yeah. So that's why our age group is still volunteering and doing a lot but it, it, just, for our communities. You know, they may not have the time to volunteer, but they're doing other things, I have to say, that are so socially conscious. It's true. They're, it's true. they're um, you know, recycling. Yes, they're doing, they're, they're, doing doing other, they're doing other things to help us, help the world that some of us did screw up. But anyway, that's another, that's another soapbox for another show. <laughs> So getting back to the Red okay. Cross is coming around. They finally came around the 12th day. And they had hot meals and everything. Anybody need a and hot were, meal? And they were saying, well, you know, you guys were in a nicer area. So, you know, we're not saying anything about the other areas, but we were a little bit more more detailed to the areas that needed the help. And I can understand that. We were we were we had a house on the on the Jersey Shore and on the water, and we we knew to prepare for it. We had to be, you know, financially in 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 uh um losing my train of thought again. And, and, and self-educated to be able to, to prepare, prepare for something yeah. like that. Well, because of your background. and they were yeah, and they were in communities that that didn't have the resources and that and I you know I give them so much credit. But it was just funny. We just laughed. They said, "Oh, here comes a truck now." When yeah. I was outside <laughs> like, trying to cook a hamburger on the gas grill <laughs> and ducking pieces of houses as they're going yeah. by. Yeah, so. it's the stuff you think about. But anyway, but so make sure you have your food and water. And like I said, the recommendation is five days. But I would go for a little bit more. Yeah, than and like Robin was saying. We didn't expect to be out that many days, and nobody in Jersey expected to be out, yeah. especially New Jersey. Yeah. And they said, you know, but again, we were out 11 days, so I would kind of like maybe maybe that, take that. 14 that, days. I would take 10 days with that easily. Then also, don't forget your medication for your pets and yourself, of course. And make sure you have a packet of your pet's uh, medical history and vaccine information. Yes, that's real important because some of the, the, the relocation uh, centers that you go in... Yep. There are people there from the town and agencies, from the animal associations that will be checking to make sure your pet is safe enough to be around other pets it's to make sure rabies, they, yeah, right? they, they, rabies is a big one and, and, uh, there's a couple distemper. distemper and there's a couple other ones, but made mostly during an emergency, they want to make sure the pet has their, their rabies vaccine. And the other thing you got to remember, which I'm going to jump on this one here is leashes and harnesses. Especially when you're going somewhere to a relocation center where there's going to be so many other animals and people around and you don't know how your little one's going to react. They already know that you're nervous and you probably are frightened a little bit that there is a storm. They're feeling all these emotions and seeing all this. So you don't want them to do something to hurt someone, not meaning that they're doing it spitefully, but just out of being that they're scared too. So you want to have them umbilical and contained. And it contained, you know, if you have a carrier or a kennel for your dog or cat, that's also important. And what we learned was it's important to have a cover to go over the kennel as well. Almost like you do with a bird or parakeet so they go to sleep. It really works to cover them. That also makes them feel more secure. Mm -hmm. And it also will help them calm down and be able to get a little nap in Mm -hmm. with all the activity that's going on around them. So you got to cover them up every now and then to give them a little time out. And if it's cold, too, I mean... Exactly, because you don't know what facility you're in. The firehouse that I was in, we had an emergency evacuation center that we had attached to our department that we used to use and we used to convert over. But we had total HVAC because we had a gigantic uh, gen pack generator uh, for the firehouse for that type of emergency mm-hmm. situation for communications, lighting, and for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So we were in good shape. Yeah. We were able, but a lot of other places, you know, you might be in a school gym or something like mm-hmm. that, and you don't mm-hmm. know uh, what their you know, environmental control is going to be. And, you know, keeping the cover on the kennel keeps the little fingers because there's going to be kids there you don't want any problems i want to pet the dog i want to pet the cat you know no let's just give them a give everybody a little time out okay and uh also make sure you have a litter box if you have a meow meow do you want to translate that yes for your meow 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 now the cats understand that and they know to be prepared that they might have to use their litter a little bit longer than normal, but they understand. <laughs> but have some plastic bags, some some bags that you can bring that waste you can bags. also waste bags that you can put the litter in and put new litter into to change them. Because again, you don't know what the facility is going to have, and, and you know how, and how nothing, much exactly. Right? You know, garbage is going to is going to pile up pretty yep. quick. So you got to have to think of some of your some some of your sanitary needs. 
to help them wouldn't hurt to, to think about bringing a uh, Home Depot bucket with some uh, litter and some plastic bags, yeah. you know, for your hazmat, your, you know, whatever materials you want to get rid of. You know, um, something that's also good to use in a pinch and to keep with your supplies is one of those um, tin trays that you cook in they said if you keep one of those in your emergency kit like always ready to go you could use it as a litter box yes. you know you open the plastic over yep. it and then put the litter you got to think out of the box people yeah. this is time that we all have to think and pull together you know one thing about florida i got to say we, you know everyone knows that we have to prepare but you just can't think about dialing the, dialing those three numbers nine one one. You're going to get help immediately. Yeah. You're not going to get help immediately. Nope. Those boys are out there. Those boys and girls are out there working their little t- their little uh, butts off. Took us. Took us off. And they're they're working hard out there. So it's, yep. you know you're not you can't depend on them. You got to take care of yourself in a situation like this. And what you do is you take care of yourself and your neighbor. Yes. And that will help everyone. Yes. So then just make sure you have your your. Uh, paper towels, blankets, trash bags, all those disposables. And then also make sure you have an evacuation plan and know where your evacuation locations are. And for people that have kids that are allergic to peanut allergies and things like that, have your emergency food bag. If you're critical, if you're a diabetic or someone that needs some type of special foods and medications, like we said before, have your medications. But if you have special foods at home, have those ready to go. Have those packed because we cannot guarantee each facility is going to be able to accommodate each and everyone's yeah. diet. Yep. So that's just a little review. You know, make sure you have the proper ID and all that, and, and you'll be in good shape. I think, you know, pre- better prepared and not have to use it. Exactly. Than needing it and not having it. You have a fire extinguisher in your house, and you know what? It's great that you don't have to use yeah. it, but you have it there just in case. There you go. So, you know, we like to do a segment that highlights a cool pet product every week. And something that we found that's super adorable because it is Halloween time and we like to have our pets participate. Look, honey, it's a little jack-o'-lantern. It's cute. (laughs) It's a jack-o'-lantern costume. um, Oh, I like the Velcro that goes underneath. Easy on and easy off. This is... That's you picked up on the exact thing I was going to bring up. You don't have to, you know, take their legs and take them for a trip through different holes and yes, this especially is especially with a Philomena, it, which is hard to do. It's yes. like trying to put a, a a snorkel jacket on a spider. It's just hard to do. So uh, we have a couple pictures on social media of our dog Chachala in this adorable little outfit. Uh, these are available on Amazon uh, from American Kennel Club. Uh, BH Pet Gear manufactures them, and they go for $20. They have jack-o'-lanterns, sharks, elephants, really cute stuff. So if you're going to do a little pet parade. And again, we only feature a product that we like, that we yeah. think is safe. And cool. You know, we have a lot of manufacturers. Now, I'll get on my soapbox. You guys know I say this all the time. We get tons of people sending us tons of stuff. It doesn't go on the radio. The stuff that goes on the radio is usually for something that's going to help an agency out, that's going to help charity, that's going to be a good product, or it's going to be a product that we deem is safe and that it's good around the holidays or something like this, like for Halloween, that they can use and and that they're going to like. And again, we're not promoting this. We don't get anything for promoting this. We just do this out of our type of liking something. Because we think you guys Yeah, and you guys might like it. People who are real animal people. And you guys know that Robin and Joe are real. We wouldn't be here after all these years. We wouldn't be so many pages out on Google, and we wouldn't have so many likes if we weren't always upfront and honest with you. Yay. Yes. Yes. Now, um, we're going to uh, to talk about a couple more things. Then we're going to have Dr. Pat on yes. to talk about uh, fleas. And I get itchy every time I think about it. And we have a two-minute circle time before Dr. Pat. Oh, thank you. Thank you for putting that pressure on me <laughs> and making sure that I get everything done in time. Just something that was interesting came across our desk for all those who like to RV. There is now a special program at uh, Good Sam. There's Good Sam. You pet- didn't show me that. You were hiding that? I totally hid it. You know I, I love Good Sam. No, no, hit it. Uh, <laughs> the, Good, the Good Sam Club has partnered with the following pet supply companies to offer members discounts on products for dogs, cats, and other family pets. This is the cool part. 
Paul Pack delivers all-natural dog treats and toys on a customized schedule. Pet Stuff sells high-quality pet food without fillers. And Rover lets users book dog sitters in more than 10,000 cities. Get out of here, dog sitters? Yep. Good Sam RX That's Saver cool. and other club benefits helps members save on pet medication. So go, go to goodsam.com forward slash pets if you're a member. This was just a little snippet that they put in here, but... You know, I like that because we like to travel with our pets because we like to make sure they're okay and they, they're getting up there in age and they're a little finicky with certain things and we just like them to be with us. But it's better and then, to have it delivered. But what's also better to have a few minutes just to get away if you and I want to run to dinner and have somebody watch the, watch I, the farm That's ones. very cool. And that is, is very cool. You know, and so many people that have RVs have them because they want to travel with their pets. So excellent. kudos to good Sam for that. Yeah. So our next guest, or our first guest is the esteemed Dr. Patrick Mahaney. We love Dr. Pat. He's a Los Angeles-based vet. He's the premier concierge house call veterinarian through his company, California Pet Acupuncture and Wellness, or CPAW. He also provides holistic treatment for cancer patients at the Veterinary Cancer Group. Dr. Mahaney is a highly sought-after certified veterinary journalist and shares his expert perspective on animal health and current events via animal wellness AOL's Paul Nation, Hampton's Pet, The Honest Kitchen Blog, Pet MD's The Daily Vet, Pet 360's Pet Liberty News, Pet Safe, Pet World Insider, and Victoria Stillwell's Positively.com. He hosts an internet radio show, Holistic Bets, on the Pet Lady. Uh, pet, uh, Radio Pet Lady Network, excuse me. Dr. Mahaney makes television appearances, including Hallmark Channel's Home and Family, KTLA, Bite Size TV's The Girl Spot, and is the go to holistic veterinarian for Animal Planets, My Cat from Hell. Welcome, Dr. Pat. How are you, Dr. Pat? Thanks, guys. It's great to be back. I am doing well. Cool. Well, you know, we, we read this article and Got like the super heebie jeebies, Dr. Pat. You know what happens when we read an article, we're calling you to find out if hey, is this stuff right or what? <laughs> so, we, what did you read? <laughs> well, well, you know, there's been a lot of information down here in Florida, especially about like fleas and ticks and mosquitoes. And we read your article about flea borne disease awareness and prevention. No, so, we read something else before in an article. It wasn't Pat, Dr. Pat's article. We said, we know that one was right. But no, it was something but, else. But we got to talk about this because yeah. I didn't know that fleas, like, that they could do all this stuff to an animal. I mean, can you tell us about what would be an ideal environment for a flea so we could stay away from it? Sure. Well, unfortunately, where you guys live, Florida, is the perfect environment because it's generally warm year-round, and also there's a very high moisture level, so that really creates an ideal environment for multiple life stages of the flea. Fleas don't just, like, emerge into the wilderness as a fully formed adult. They start with eggs, and eggs are often what are laid on pets and then hatch on their skin, or they end up falling off and end up in the environment. Like, if you have plush carpeting with long carpet fibers, Flea eggs can get down in there. They can get, like, in between the cracks of your couch. They can get almost anywhere. And flea eggs then hatch into larvae. Larvae then hatch into pupae, develop into pupae. And then pupae become adult fleas. And that's what's capable of biting your pet or potentially even biting you. So people are a little more prone to flea bites than others. And so there's these multiple stages that uh, create the life cycle. And um, fortunately, where I am in Southern California, it's much drier. It doesn't really support the flea life cycle as well. But after it rains, which is very infrequently, or there are there sometimes like neighborhood, pocket neighborhoods where there's more moisture, say like you're a little closer to the beach, like in Santa Monica, California, for example, is a separate town from Los Angeles, but it's really considered part of it just from an outsider perspective. So there are places where there can be fleas um, and, and your dog or cat can be more susceptible to be bitten. And Florida is certainly one of them. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Dr. Pat, because let me tell you something. That, e- that equals puke A for me. Yeah, yeah I am, like, itching. This is, this is, yeah. I'm not, I'm, it, my legs are, it, this is, like, yuck, yuck, for sure. So, you know, you mentioned dogs and cats, and just as an aside, are there other pets that can get fleas, too? Oh, sure. I mean, um, I, I think the more, most common ways that dogs from 
walking around people's neighborhoods where fleas exist in the wild because they are biting animals that live outside. And those could be squirrels, foxes, skunks, neighborhood cats that are indoor, outdoor, coyotes even. Um, so really there's so many species, almost any warm-blooded species that lives outside is going to serve as a blood source which supplies the food for fleas. So even though you may live in like a super clean house that you vacuum the carpets every week and you wash all the bedding, human and pet bedding all the time, and you use flea products on your pets sporadically, if you go for a walk around your neighborhood, there's always a chance there could be fleas waiting to jump on your pet. And so I have clients who are like, are so fastidious about keeping their home clean, but then they go walk around the neighborhood and the pet picks up one or a couple fleas, and that can actually even bring the flea infestation into the home, because as soon as the fleas start laying eggs, they fall off the pet, get into the home, and then go through the development, as I spoke of, and then you've got them in your home, and it's a lot harder to get rid of when they're in your home versus if they're just randomly outside on some wild animal. Uh, oh, it's just, I think we all need to be, I personally would like to be in a bubble, and I think our pets should be in a bubble. I want to be the girl in the bubble and have pets in the bubbles. <laughs> then we know we're safe. Don't you think? They would be safe. Yeah. So then, you I'm know. I'm going to go home and steam the floor. <laughs> Even though it's tile. Even though it's tile and it's harmonical already, I'm going to re-steam them. So, you know, sometimes, like, Philomena especially, she has a little bit of dry skin, and she does maybe scratch from time to time. But, like, how do we know if it's fleas or if it's something else or if it's just, hey, I have a little itch? Sure. And, and that's, that's one of the complicated things with fleas is that, the irritation that pets experience from having a flea bite them can appear like irritation from environmental allergies, food allergies, common infections of the skin like bacteria or yeast. And when it comes down to it, flea bite saliva is super irritating to some pets. Some pets like fleas will be crawling all over them and they won't even scratch. Other pets get bit by a single flea and they're tearing their skin apart and creating like hot, irritated red skin lesions that drive the owner crazy too and need medical treatment at the veterinarian. So um, one thing you might see on your pet besides the live fleas zooming around on the skin surface is because fleas consume blood, they poop out blood and it looks like that black pepper flakes on your pet's skin. We call it flea dirt or it's technically flea feces. If you see something that looks black pepper like if you take a moistened white cloth, even like a tissue or something, or paper towel, and you dab it to the area, the blood is going to dissolve, and it's going to leave this like very light orange-pink residue wow. on whatever cloth you're using. And so that way you'll know, hey, this is flea feces, I need to do something about it, either using flea prevention, bathing your pets, etc. So that's one of the most common ways that people actually know that their pet has fleas, is that they see flea feces on their pet's skin. Now, you know, we talk about, okay, your, your, your pet can get bitten by a flea, but, you know, it's itchy. Okay, but then what we didn't know before we read your article was all the potential diseases yes. that are carried by yes. fleas. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So probably one of the most common diseases that fleas end up carrying is something called tapeworm. Tapeworm is something that most pet owners are familiar with at some point in their pet's existence. And um, so tapeworms exist inside fleas in a very, very tiny larval stage that's not going to do anything to affect the pet until the pet has a flea. They consume the tapeworm. The tapeworm develops inside the pet's intestine. And fortunately with tapeworms, it's not generally like an explosive bloody diarrhea or vomiting that they can cause, unlike other parasites, which have much more of a profound irritating effect on the intestine. Tapeworms are going to linger in the colon, which is the last part of the digestive tract, also known as the large intestine. And they're going to um, they're going to start to drain the body's supply of blood and proteins. And so they're going to kind of sit there and linger in the colon and feed uh, off of the colon wall. And what you might see as the pet owner is you might see little rice grain-like segments that end up on your pet's feces or are on or around their anus, and they kind of wiggle around. It looks like, like moist and rice. You're listening to Pets Teach Us So Much here on WKDW 97.5 FM, broadcasting from Northport, Florida. Causes 
many pet owners to totally freak out and go running to the veterinarian. And fortunately, it's not like a life-threatening problem. So that's probably one of the most common diseases that we can see. But fleas also, so they're, they're blood suckers. When they bite your pet, they're going to consume your pet's blood, and they can transfer bacteria from their bodies into your pet's bodies. So um, one of the most common ones was called Bartonella, and it's a bacteria that can cause pretty significant inflammation in the body. It can affect uh, humans um, in a way that when, say, they get bitten by a cat that has been bitten by fleas and has Bartonella in them or has flea dirt under their claws, Bartonella, the bacteria, can transmit from the cat to the person, and it can cause um, significant odd uh, immune-type diseases like uh, immune suppression, inflammation, wow. joint pain. It's really a concern for pregnant women, too, so, so I always suggest using regular flea control on pets. Yeah. Well, Dr. Pat, you know, he knows that we've been really working out for the past few years and getting ourselves back in the shape, which we are in excellent yeah. shape. And you know what, Pat, Dr. Pat, anytime I think about eating, all I got to do is think about one of your segments <laughs> and eating the wrong thing, and I'm good. I'm good. I'll grab that apple now because I'm good. No, right. You don't want to stop for Chinese no, no, on the way home. <laughs> that's great. Oh, Dr. Pat. That's yeah. Right. Oh man, that is yikes. That Bartonella is. I thought you were gonna. It which just yuck. There's nothing there that doesn't make my skin crawl. Now, is there anything else? Any other diseases that we need oh, to? Certainly, there's. Yeah, and um, uh, oh, I have to. I have to go reference my article and see. Well, you had I'm talked about specifically advice that those, those are the first two that came up. How, uh, the, be, uh, I'm gonna slaughter this word, but it's like. Rickettsia? Rickettsia? Yes, okay. Yes, so um, so another type of bacteria besides Bartonella, Bartonella is Rickettsia. Okay. And um, it's, it's, it's more of a categorization of bacteria, and it's um, something that also can be found in other ectoparasites. And ectoparasites are really any parasite that's going to latch onto the outside of the body, like a flea or a tick or a mosquito, and no parasites are inside. So ticks very commonly are known for spreading... Rickettsia bacteria like Lyme and Ehrlichia and Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. So fleas also have the potential to spread those as well. A lot of people really just exclusively affiliate those particular groups of bacteria with ticks, but they also can be spread by fleas, and that can cause pretty significant internal health problems both in pets and people. Um, like if a lot of people are familiar with the effects of Lyme disease on the body, like lethargy, joint pain, fever, muscle aches, decreased appetite, and sometimes it's a lifelong disease for certain people, and um, fleas have the ability to spread some of those those same bacterial organisms. Yeah. Well, so we've talked about some of the nasty things. Now, what can we do um, to actually prevent and treat um, if we do see fleas on our pets or if we're now freaked out like we are and want to make sure that we have proper prevention? <laughs> well, um, regular grooming is probably one of the best ways to help to keep fleas from getting on your pets and getting into your home. So I have a, a dog, Cardiff, who's a Welsh Terrier. He's a non-shedding dog. And so as a result of not shedding, he tends to mop up environmental allergens that need to be bathed a little more frequently. We actually bathe them about every seven to ten days. So regular bathing helps to rinse off fleas, eggs, and also flea saliva and feces from the surface, and that can help to keep your pet safer and less, less itchy. So I, I suggest dogs do get regularly groomed, even dogs like uh, Labrador Retrievers who are shedding dogs that, that lose hair all the time and therefore generally don't need to be groomed as often. So regular bathing is really important. Then also keeping your home very clean, too. If you are if you have that stinky dog bed that hasn't been washed in years or that carpet that as soon as you walk in the room smells like a dog has been laying on it for an entire lifetime, it's probably time to consider some kind of cleaning. And vacuuming is a great first step because vacuuming sucks up flea eggs, larvae, and pupae, but it's also important to make sure you immediately dispose of the vacuum bag away from your home so you don't like put the vacuum back in the closet and give the opportunity for, for fleas to hatch and, and crawl out. That'd be a, a bad thing for everybody. Yeah. And then um, bedding, your bedding, your pet's bedding washed on a weekly basis. And then definitely talk to your veterinarian about what's the most appropriate flea control for your pets. Because there's so many products out there, some are over-the-counter, meaning you can go to, like, CVS or, I don't know, whatever whatever drugstore you have down in 
Florida, mm-hmm. right. um, or a pet store and get something for your pet that isn't the appropriate product oh, yes. for your pet's needs. Mm-hmm. What if, like in Florida, you have the need to prevent other parasites like heartworm disease? Mm-hmm. There are some products that control fleas and ticks and heartworm that you would have to get altered from your veterinarian. So it's really important to have that open communication with your veterinarian so that you can get the right product to use in your pet. Excellent. That is good information. Now, um, you had also mentioned a, a company called Flea Busters. I never heard of this. Yes. Is, do people come to yes. your house and take care of this for you? I love Flea Busters because it's a safe, all-natural treatment for the home and the oh, yard. Like in fact, like, we have clients that sometimes have us live in their homes for months at a time while they're off doing projects. and. So when we had to, I mentioned Santa Monica before, when we lived in the Santa Monica home for two and a half months in 2015, there's such a bad flea problem that the dog and the house and the cat and Cardiff were all getting um, fleas again and again. So we had the house flea busted, which is uh, they come to the home, they spray a, uh, a salt solution on mm. upholstery and carpet that then is vacuumed up around the edges of your floorboards. They put boric acid, which helps to dry out flea eggs okay. and larvae. And then in the yard, they put down nematodes, which are little tiny worms that are not going to make your pet sick, but they're going to eat the larvae and the pupae and the eggs from fleas so they can help to reduce the likelihood fleas will be lurking in your yard that can then jump back on your pet. So yeah, it's a really, really um, cool. I've had a great experience doing using them. I've had clients use them in multiple locations, and uh, I've never had a pet suffer any health problems as a result of that kind of environmental treatment for your home and yard. That's really good to know. I have not ever heard of that, that you could have somebody come to the house and spray stuff and do stuff and help you out. Because I know I'd be in a corner shaking, going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. There's fleas all Well, we designed, when we built our house, the, the, the beach house in this house, we always thought about our pets. We always made sure there was hardwood floors, tile. And I think the only place we had carpet was in the bedrooms. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everything was harmonically thought about ahead of time. Yeah, since the bubble just wasn't going to work out. Since Dr. Pat has been scaring the feces out of us for years now. Wrapping your home in plastic doesn't work for like a practical, it's a great idea. I don't think you think of the boy in the bubble down, John movie. I'm sorry, the John Travolta movie from the 80s or 80s. But finally, someone that remembers that. That's that. I could roll around in a hamster ball. It'd be all right, Doctor Pat. <laughs> but as always, One thing I love you. You Florida people have like the whole Anai thing down. So you have oh like yes, outdoor oh. patio that has screens that help to keep out some of the bugs. Yeah, I love yeah. That. That's one of my favorite things about going to visit my parents in Florida. Yeah. Our, our two little ones love it, Doctor Pat. They have a, such a large area to run around. And they're just, you know, they're getting up in age, but they're so happy to be able to have their own spot. And let me tell you something. Don't let don't let anyone open the Lanai cage door because, no, this is our spot. You don't come in here. You go through the front door. Yeah, this is all ours. <laughs> you know, they love it. And, yeah. and they've even started to swim a little bit for exercise. We help them along, but it is very good exercise since, you know, Cha's uh, almost 14. Well, and everybody's Phil's in nine. much better shape now. Yes. <laughs> But it's doc- a Florida lifestyle. It's like great weather all the time. That's it. It's yeah. Hurricane season, but it's, and, um, my parents are so much happier and also healthier after having moved from Massachusetts to Florida. So it's great to see that that's a, a move that can hopefully help to keep them healthy and living for longer. Pat, you know, we saw these 950 year olds riding in a, in a bike club. They do like fifth. They do no. This is no no lie. They do about 25 to 30 mile ride, uh, like three or four times a week on road bikes. Robin and I looked at them wow. and we said, you know what? I want to make it to half their age. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they're in great shape. But Dr. That's it. There you go. There you go. But Dr. Pat, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Absolutely. Have a great week. Thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love Dr. Pat. He's just the best. He is. So, you know, um, something that we need to talk about, because uh, so often um, we we talk about socializing pets. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> we're going to talk about... Uh, when you talk about socializing, do you mean like going to like the pet beach yes. and daycare and things like that? The is that what you're getting? Park, the pool park, parks. Kind of okay. 
But, you know, we, we're going to uh, touch on um, some cat training in a minute, but we want to talk Hold about... Maybe they don't want to be chained. Is that was that was? It's out there for them. Yeah, it's out there. Instead of yeah, okay, just checking. But we want to talk about how to recognize a dog fight because a lot of problems can be avoided if you can recognize these signs. Everybody always tries to be super polite in the dog park and, oh, let them sniff and this and that. You have to know what's going with the potential if things go bad. Look what happened to one of the firefighters, Joanne, her dog, that had half a year Yep, they, at the beach. Well, tell them. Like, you know, they she, were, she was walking her dog uh, on the beach, mm-hmm. and another dog off-leash came running over, and they got into a fight, and the dog uh, latched onto the right ear of her. I mean, latched onto a right ear of her dog, and uh, avulsarized it. You know, it was avulsed, and also part of it was amputated off from the biting. Mm-hmm. And now the dog has like you know three quarters of an ear. And so she had a she has a Weimar on her, right? It's yeah, a large dog. A large it's dog. Not like and you this, said, oh, it was a little dog. Well, this was a small. This was a uh, um, a Jack Russell. Oh, get just, out. That, yeah, that just I didn't jumped know up. That. Yeah, that just jumped up and, and uh, latched on. So, so it doesn't, you know, people do not, and, and for dogs, don't under, it's the same thing. You should never underestimate a smaller person or a bigger person, just like you shouldn't under, underestimate a smaller dog or, or a larger dog. It doesn't matter. Any of those dogs can, they are animals, mm-hmm. and they do revert back to what they were bred to do Behaviors. millions of years ago. So, so here's some things you need to look out was for. Was dogs around millions of years? I, I think so. Okay. I have to, I just have don't to find get, a cave I don't want to get and fact, go look at the drawings. I don't want to get fact-checked in 10,000 yeah. emails. And be like, no, it was only 50,000 years. I apologize. I apologize. I will get that millions. answer for you for the next show. I'm guessing yes. <laughs> I, I'm guessing yes on that because the cave... I don't know if Fred Flintstone had a dog. He had a Dino. He had Dino. Yeah, okay. Well, Dino was a dinosaur, though. Well, it was a dog. It was a dino dog. Dino dog. Okay. <laughs> So here's what you need to do. You need to keep your eye on the situation. Don't turn your head and get complacent and say, oh, they're fine. They're in the big dog play area and the little dog play area. You can't do that. You really have to watch your dog's body language. You have to see if they get raised hackles, which is the hair, hair down the, the back spine. Of the neck. Like, yeah. yeah, and sometimes at the base of the tail. And speaking of dinosaurs, they get that ridge along their back. I know our, our men pen and our chihuahua, they get that ridge. And I that alligator up. ridge? Yeah, they get the alligator dino <laughs> ridge, you know? <laughs> The stiff tail or body posture, if they stiffen up. And, or you know, a stiff nub, like you like a stiff filmy. nub. She has a little tiny nub right. tail. Um, or they do that, yeah, the low, the low, though. You have to go low. Yeah, all right, thank you. Thank you for the demo. Or they start to bark, of course, snarling. Okay. <laughs> that was a big dog. How about a little dog? Okay, thanks. Uh, snarling. You know how many dogs are barking at home right now? Like, There's a dog in here. There's a dog. Um, snarling that shows a lot of teeth, snapping, a dog who is trying to get away but not being allowed to do so. So those are like just the top line yes. of the visuals. So what you need to do is just practice basic obedience with your dog. Make sure your dog is going to obey your commands. Tell them about the down command. Yeah, we have a down command for both our dogs. I mean... We've trained that in them since they've been baby fur babies, and that's just to go right down on the ground and to halt. When I say down or Robin says down, they just drop on their bellies and they don't move because you have to have that uh, down. Well, in Jersey, it was a crazy car that might have been jumped the sidewalk. In Florida, it's a crazy (laughs) golf cart. So (laughs) you got to know when to get those dogs to go down and to stay in their position. Thank you for that. Translation from the north to the south. It's true. <laughs> it is true. We do have a lot of golf carts in our neighborhood. And you know, people drive really fast. I just want to say. They're souped up. They're pretty souped up. I can't believe how fast they go. They're like down you know, the road. Like It's pretty amazing to me. But um, also, know your dog's weaknesses or triggers. If your dog like freaks out around food and you see somebody pulling out the treats... Make sure you separate yourself from that situation. Exactly. And that's another thing. If your dog is very aggressive around food, 
that they get very possessive, that you can't move the food away from, that they will go to bite. That same thing is going to happen if you're at a dog park or daycare yeah. and someone is giving their dog a treat. Your dog is going to get very possessive and very, you know, yeah. hey, that's my treat. I want that. You're my mommy. So yeah, you, and, and the other thing is, people, those damn ratchety <laughs> leashes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you got to... The extender leashes. The extended leashes. Just go, click, 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 click. Yes. You you got to get away from those. You have to have a tether. That's foot leash. Yes. That's what you can control. You cannot control that. And what's going to happen, the sad thing is if a dog, if you have a, have a dog that's large enough, not even small, even smaller dogs that are very muscular, like a little men pen. Mm-hmm. If they go to run, they can snap your wrist and they can come out of your hand and then they are in the traffic or in a situation that they could have not been in if you had the right tether on them. And those, some of those leashes have, it's like a little bit of the webbing, and then it goes into a string, well, you know, like a thin nylon cord. If you have a, uh, if your reaction is to hold on to that cord and that goes out, you're going to hurt yourself. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, so let's talk about. Um, cat she told training. the story about our neighbor that the one, the one, oh. <laughs> the one neighbor was a nice guy, and the other neighbor was he was just a grouch. Yeah, and the little dog used to want to come out and run and look at us when we would come up the driveway in the mm-hmm. condo that we were in. And the dog would, and you would always knew that he used to try to hide when we would come up like and come was, in. Maybe he was having a cigarette. Yeah, he would hide behind his garage door, but his little dog would always give him away. This is Robin and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the little thing would come. And come <laughs> I'm running over. <laughs> right he used to get so mad. You <laughs> give him away every time. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't have a retractable leash. If you had the girl. right leash, you wouldn't be able. to still happen. be able to hide. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> so let's talk for a couple minutes about um, cat training because a lot of people say, oh, "You can't train my cat." You can train your cat. Yes, we saw a cat walking on the leash the other day. We did. He was. He did better than an adult. He had a harness. It he had a harness. harness. Yeah. He was walking. like He was having a good time. Little yeah. tail was up in the air yeah. going around. Meow, 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 meow. He was all happy. Yeah. Was he singing that song? Yeah. Was it, was that the Meowmix song? Exactly. I should check it. Yeah. Um, so here's what you need to do. Make sure that you have the right motivation for your dog, for your cat. Sorry. Um, most kitties don't care about if they're praised with the words good kitty. They want some good kitty treats. Yes. So make sure that you have some little tasty tidbits. And timing is everything with cats. When your cat exhibits a positive behavior, make sure you have the treat right away to give them because cats have very short attention spans. By the way, as an aside, down on 41, there was, because there was a blessing of the animals last weekend, there was a sign that said, blessing of the animals, Sunday, you know, whatever mass it was going to be. And then there was a line underneath that said, Cat exorcisms extra. So that is a true story. <laughs> Obviously, somebody at the church had a sense of humor um, because we love our kitties and we know they're not possessed. So you need to. <laughs> I'm getting. Don't, I'm get, yeah, don't, I'm no, getting, don't I'm, translate that. I'm getting a call in and I can't translate no, that. No, no, I don't want to hear it. It was so, a cat playing with his Ouija board. He said, <laughs> I'm going to get you. What's your name, Robin? I'm going to make sure I have it out for you. So you want to. Uh, Actually, reward immediately, as we said, and be consistent and make sure you're training at the right time. The best time to train a cat. This is my line. Yeah. Think. When would you want to train a cat? As soon if he's, as you get him. If he's motivated by food, you're going to train him. When he's hungry. Right. Ding, 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 ding. <gasps> oh, boy, did I sweat that one out? <laughs> I'm die for <laughs> And eventually you trade in the treats for praise. So that's the top line of what to do. Never punish your pet. Make sure you don't force them. And don't turn them into a beggar. If they're going to be there at Mimia, 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 always looking for food, then then um, that's, uh, that's not a good thing. So you don't want to do that. So, Joseph, what did you learn today from our pets? Because pets teach us so much. Fleas are icky. <laughs> they can well, yes. really ruin your day. That that is tech. Is that a technical term? Yes. Fleas are icky. Well, we want to thank everyone. <laughs> we are on our timeline here. We. I don't know. We still have. Do we? Okay. We. 
You know, we, we just got two wanna, minutes from the booth, Kay. Two, minutes, two minutes, from minutes from the booth. booth. We just want to thank everyone here uh, and at uh, WKDW Radio, yes. and we want to thank all of you guys for hanging in with us. Uh, the hundreds of thousands of you that are listening via the different channels, iTunes, and all that. Uh, if you're just uh, finding out about us now, check us out on Facebook. You want to um, like our page. We post all kind of fun stories mm-hmm. and videos in there. It's always a good time. So, um, so from KDW 97.5 Northport Real Community Radio, be kind to your pets. Thank you so much for your support. And until next week, woofy woo. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Time.